0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Eternal Struggle. My name is Cody Napier. And my name has been Hondral Hawk, and we're giving you... We're bringing you guys another fun-filled episode. I know it's been uh, a while since our last one, and it's unfortunate because both of us live kind of busy lives, so we don't really have a chance to record as regularly as we would like. Uh, this will also be, I think, our either our first or second official cast that will be on mtgcast.com. Uh, we're choosing to go back to that platform because... It's a lot easier to reach out to people and for people to l- listen to our podcast on their phones, etc., through RSS feeds and whatnot.
1: SoundCloud um, just hasn't been
0: doing it. Right, right, uh, and uh, unfortunately, the quality will take a little bit of a hit. But outside of that, you know, it's just our voices that you're that you're hearing anyway. We're not like singing or anything. So, I mean, I could try. Uh, we I, could do I, this again. I, I think I'm gonna pass on that one. Uh, we'll, we'll get to <laughs> it later, sure. Um, but yeah, we have another couple episodes today. is um, May twenty third, twenty sixteen. Meaning that there are a few events that have happened since our last cast, and there are a few events that are a lot closer since our last cast as well. Um, the the first things The first few things we want to go over are, well, actually, let's let's break it down to what are, what this cast will contain. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, Star City Games Columbus, which happened at the very beginning of uh, Shadows of Underswap release. That was Invitational, right? That was Invitational, yeah. Okay. Uh, which neither of us played in the actual main event, but Cody played in Modern Classic and I played in Legacy Classic. Yeah, I had that wedding to go to. Right. I had the invite,
1: but nah, I don't want to play Standard.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I could have, but I, I really just wanted to play Legacy more often. Okay. So that's kind of what happened there. Uh, we're also gonna go, going to go over a little bit of what new Modern looks like. There were two Modern GPs this past weekend in Grand Prix LA and Grand Prix Charlotte. And both, and the winners and the top eight list of the, both those events. Um, we will also go ahead and touch on uh, Nahiri a little bit. It's kind of made its way into a lot of, a, a lot of powerhouses in modern. Everything I said about that card is was wrong. Yes, you are correct. Uh, it wasn't even really on my radar until uh, I watched a stream with Jola said actually playing it in Legacy. Yeah, and people were like,
1: oh. It's very powerful. When people first brought up the interaction with like Amical and stuff like that, I was like, "This can't be a real thing, right? Like, this people- is some gimmicky bullshit that right. I've never heard of before."
0: It's just like, no, this actually works. This is a real like strategy. It's like you're not real. Stop lying to me. Right. Um, and then we're also going to cover the upcoming. The GP is now a lot closer. GP Columbus and GP Prague are both uh, within three weeks. So we want to make sure we give you guys a little bit of a refresher on what legacy really means. And we'll talk a little bit today about the uh, the elephant in the room. To quote. Many, many people, uh, and one of us people consider it to be the best deck in Legacy right now, Miracles. And we have our own very, we have our very own Miracles expert here, uh, myself. And we'll, we'll go over a little bit about the strengths, the weaknesses, and where the deck currently sits as far as, like, metagame is concerned. Um, if you've read any of China Firebar's articles, you probably have an idea of what, uh, someone like a- 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 Andrea and believes the, the deck to be in the metagame, but we're gonna give a, b- a bit of a different perspective on someone who's slightly more experienced with the deck overall uh we're also going to talk about the Comic Town Legacy Expo. Uh Comic Town is a store that we both both I play out regularly and they've been hearing at least my my cries for more legacy support and they're running a 1k um, that is feeding directly into Grand Prix Columbus. So it's the weekend it's the weekend before Sunday June 5th uh and it's basically just a 1k and it'll it'll be a great time and their events are always great. And they always have like great prize support and just they're they're a lot of fun.
1: Oh my god, the fifth is next week.
0: No, it's not. This is definitely a typo.
1: Oh, okay.
0: I was about to say, man. I was about to straight up panic. Yep, it's in two so you're fine. Uh, and we we are also going to touch on something that kind of started today a little bit. Um, Eternal Masters is coming out the Friday, June 9th, I believe. It's okay. Um, we can get hyped about it today.
1: Yes. Because they're just dropping the nut on us right now. Like. Right.
0: So, so spoiler started this morning, and, and we've had. A ton of really, really oh. good ones. <laughs> and uh, I'm sure Cody is ecstatic to uh, inform us a little bit about all that stuff, too. Oh, my God.
1: These cards in Ching Chong Scribble are going to look so good. I'm so ready for this. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right. Um, so the first thing we want to touch on um, is kind of what what we've been up to. And we've, we've played in a few events here and there, uh, but not, not too terribly much. We've kind of been busy with our lives and just playing local events really more than anything else. Uh So, Cody, why don't you go ahead and start off with what you did for Star City Games Columbus. Oh, I just played in the Classic. The best part about the actual Classic
1: was not a single human being actually walked in that tournament center actually thinking that Tron was a real deck.
0: Right, this was uh, the Modern Classic, right?
1: Yeah, this yeah. is right after uh the Eldrazi banning. This is also right after, uh what was it? Well, the Iavugan banning. What right,
0: else? Iavugan got? got banned. um Ancestral Vision became unbanned. Oh, Sword yeah. Of the that's Meek right. also became unbanned, and um, Shadows of Winter Shred had just gotten released. Right. I went uh, So this was a reason. couple of years... If, if you guys don't really remember this Invitational, not a problem. The winner of the Invitational was Max McFetti. Uh He played Mono-White Humans in Standard and Infect in Modern. Uh, and the top eight also featured, like, Craig Kremples and a few other people. Overall, a pretty decent tournament, but we didn't pay much attention to the actual event because we were playing in the Classics. But, yeah, so you said that people didn't expect to see Tron in the room again. Why would, you, why would you say that is? Because, like, Tron lost, like, a lot
1: with I. Mm-hmm. I mean, the deck's not unplayable, but as, like, someone that's played Tron for the longest time, the deck has become a lot less autopilot compared to put together the pieces, play an Eye of Ugin, and then just start having this inevitable late game where you just win. But Tron's changed now to where you have to play towards your out. Okay. So essentially, you kinda have to play a heavier threat build because running, uh, Sanctum of Ugin
0: mm-hmm.
1: over Eye of Ugin requires you to be able to uh, activate the Sanctum because if you just have like, uh, Warm Coils or Oblivion Stones and other control pieces that you used to play a lot more often in the deck, your Sanctum's just dead. Right. You don't activate anything,
0: you don't actually tutor up your endgame finishers. It is not Iavuken, and that is it. For, so for those not familiar with the card, um, same of is a land. Floating, um, floating.
1: It's uh, whenever you cast a colorless spell of seven or greater, you may
0: sacrifice it to tutor up any colorless creature out of your deck. Right, so you can go find yourself um, like a Wormcrawl Engine or an Ulamog or a Warbreaker. Right, you can find
1: any of them. But, uh, I mean, the card seems fine, but it's it really just isn't near as good. right.
0: And a, a lot of people, um, myself being one of them, really didn't really kind of put Tron on any Raider because losing Iavugan makes it so you lose that in-game inevitability. Like you can't just chain I activations together to like just find your draws of creatures constantly. Right. But I mean,
1: uh, my first round on opponent was Coco. There were so many. I actually walked into the tournament center with Doctor Sword ready to go, completely primed, sideboard built, just ready to rock. And uh, I started looking around the room, and everyone's playing these collected company decks because, of course, collected company at the time was the best deck in uh, standard. So people figured they may as well just play it in modern because it seems just as good. And, and
0: for a time, like even now, people are talking about how absent company is. Pop- it was the best deck for quite some time in modern. I mean, right. So I mean, I had multiple
1: collected company opponents, and it was just actually the easiest day I think I've ever played through. Um, What is it? I missed top eight because of a misplay in round nine against uh, Merfolk. But, I mean, other than that, the actual tournament itself is actually kind of boring. Because it was mostly, uh, I think my only actual loss was to
0: burn um, white, black Eldrazi hate bears. Which is, like, the precursor to what is now known as Eldrazi taxes. Or banned Eldrazi. They're two different kind of builds.
1: Yeah, I almost got it in game three against that deck, except they have like all four ghost quarters and there were tears. Mm. But, uh, that just is what it is. Sure. And then, uh, was it, like I said, just misplays against Merfolk? Like, a lot of people think that the Merfolk matchup is really good, um, against Tron. I actually don't think it's that great for them. If, mostly just because, like, all the new versions are running, uh, they're running multiple Ugans, they're running, um three to four the, the, bloody the, and stones right the,
0: the, you have tons of Rass effects but the reason people think that merfolk is an advantage in that matchup is because of the main deck spreading seas right which is um, fine and and the the winner of GP Charlotte actually uh, I'm sorry GPLA had four main deck spreading seas and also had four sideboard tectonic edges holy shit four sideboard tectonic edges yeah. oh yeah they were good enough for that deck well, just in general, uh, it's just very, very good.
1: I mean, which is really weird, because people keep putting out all these articles, like, asking, is Tron dead? But then Tron keeps consistently putting up results and like, top 8s, top 16s, top 32s of the last actual couple tournaments that have happened recently. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it just seems weird. I think it's mostly a meta shift, which is causing, like, Tron to still be competitive. Because, I mean, we're seeing more blue decks now with, uh, like, these new Nahiri, uh, Guy control decks that are out now. The new Doctor Sword, uh, control decks. Um, Doctor Gifts. Um, uh, Tron has a g- really good matchup against pretty much every single one of those decks. Like, it's actually not awful. Um, okay. but I mean, also a lot of other decks moving away from Jund to Collected Company, just mostly because it's a better, uh, attrition deck. Which makes sense. Um, Merfolk's actually like back and putting up results again, which is surprising. Somewhat. I mean the deck's always been good, but it just seems like...
0: It, it, it's like weird metagame shifts. like people, people will say that Affinity, and as an example, Affinity is a deck that is always well positioned when no one cares to have hate against it. I have no idea how that deck beats Collecting King. So the way the, the way it usually works out is, there are many weeks that go by that affinity doesn't do well, and people like have cyber cards against it and just it, it hoses it and it's done. Weeks go by, people see affinity not doing so well, so they start shaving on the number of cyberstones in their deck, their number of shatterstorms in their deck. The next event, affinity does very very well, and it, it, it's a cycle that repeats constantly in modern. The only thing about like
1: affinity right now is that uh, I forget what uh, well-known affinity player said it, but they said affinities at the worst it's ever been right now. Frank Carson. Yeah, mostly just because what is it? Um, the deck's catching like a lot of cross heat that people are putting on their sideboards to fight like Thopters Tron. And they're yeah. fighting uh, the Thopter Sword. Deck.
0: Essentially, people are like using Stony Silence in that regard. But when they see right. decks that like Tron and like Thopter that doesn't that don't do as well, they'll shave on their copies. And that's like the mindset that I did. I I took into account when I started playing Nahiri again, okay. which we'll we'll get into that here in a little bit actually. So. So overall, you, you enjoyed the tournament. wasn't wasn't but it wasn't that exciting. It was like the beginning of a new modern format essentially as well.
1: Yeah, there was like one game where the game you watched where my opponent went off infinite, made infinite life, and all this other garbage, and I from two life somehow managed to dig myself out of it. I don't remember. I'm pretty sure there was an oblivion stone in there somewhere. Yeah,
0: uh, you had an oblivion stone in play at the time, but not enough mana to crack it. Uh, so he get infinite life to set up to kill you the following turn. Yeah, uh, he sacked his deck. So he put the red cap on top with well, infinite cries. Put the red cap on top and pass the turn back to you because he didn't have enough mana. Uh So you untapped, oh, stoned it. His board, and then you won from there. I remember. I, I, I think remember. you, I think you o stoned him and you also ghost quartered uh something or or, or or there there was a, a misplay on his part that caused I kept. A,
1: I, he missed black mana or something like that. Yeah, and yeah.
0: Casting the red cap. I, I believe it was actually you. It, it was a, a oh, stone activation followed up by ghost quarter to kill his second black source. To make it so that he couldn't cast his red cap. And then the
1: car and ultimate with the gold underneath of it.
0: Right, and that's the one to do the game. One of the
1: best interactions
0: in Magic be like,
1: yeah, this thing doesn't have haste, but it's also not summoning. It's like, do you want to to exile on the main deck?
0: God, I hope not. <laughs> but yeah, okay. So, overall, you uh, came in what place that time? Do you remember? I, I know after I punted
1: in round 9, I dropped from, like, 11th. All the way down to like thirty seventh because almost everyone decided to draw M, right? To just to get cash back, but I really just wanted to make top eight.
0: Makes sense. So yeah.
1: I mean, somewhere between being greedy and I guess wanting to make top eight was just
0: like whatever. I mean, that's fair. Anything less than a top eight, is like a failure. <laughs> it's so sad. It's it's true. It's very true. Um, so the legacy classic is what I played in. Um, I played the same. Miracle's deck that I played in the GPT not too long ago with. Almost a same 75. And I did not do too hot. Uh, round one, I got paired against Michael Majors. Uh, if you've heard of him, he, uh, you know, he does a lot really well in GPs. And is a, is a, is a starcitygames.com writer. Okay. Uh, he was on Infect, and he won the die roll. He killed me on turn three, and then he killed me on turn three again. Oh yeah, that's just brilliant. So, it happens. No big deal. I, I do definitely need a lot more practice in that matchup overall as well. Oh my god, I hate Infect. <laughs> um but it, overall it was fine. I mean that's um, a
1: very biased statement coming from a Tron player though. Right. Like you play a turnwind glistener elf and I basically just I'll extend my hand ninety percent of the time <laughs> unless like I'm one of the new
0: Tron decks that are playing Lightning Bolt. Right. Um thing. So my my tournament is off to a kind of a rocky start, and then round two I beat a mirror. Round three I played against a mirror again, and this time he plays four source of flat pl- sorry. Post board against me he has four wear and tears. And a set adrift. What does set adrift do? Uh, it is a delve spell. It's a sorcery. It's like five in a blue delve, and it says put target non land permanent on top of its own its library. Okay. And I was playing a version of predict that we now, I now believe to be a little bit weaker in the mirror, um, overall, outside of just having predict, I guess. Um, but that, that I lost that match, uh, unfortunately. And, and then I won a couple of uh, matches, and then I lost my. Last match for top eight dreams. That so was I dropped after that. Uh, went out, got some food with some friends, and hung out. And They came back and watched the Magic because I was housing a couple of judge friends. It it wasn't the best tournament for me either, but I think uh, the two mistakes that I made there were one, kind of playing the wrong deck. I think I played. I, I could have made a few card choices that were different. It could have, It would have gone a little bit better. Uh, and secondly, I think I was just tired. Like, I, I think my well.
1: barbecue though made everything worth it.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. We had a. Uh, Cody went out with uh, us that night, and we had Montreal barbecue. I, for me, it was the first time I've had it. I think it was it wasn't the first time you've had it though, was it? Yeah, it was the
1: first time I actually ever been there. Okay, sure. Because Frank had to walk me through. He's like, okay, so this is actually how all this works. Yeah. Because yeah. well, the first time I looked at it, I was like, wait a minute, this meat's like this Bruh. is raw meat. Like, what do I do with this? And he's just like, dude, they cook it while like you're there. It's like, no. <laughs>
0: yeah, Great Place By the way, if any if anyone uh, has not been there. Yeah, uh-huh. go,
1: you either have to go if, if you ever come to like Columbus, like especially with the Grand Prix coming up. Like if you come to Columbus and either a you don't go drinking over at Barley's, which is actually right across the street from the Convention Center. Mm-hmm. Um, they also have very good wings and uh, very good food in general. We went right. to Barley's uh for lunch. Uh, don't forget uh, Mongolian barbecue. It's also very good. And also about uh, three or four blocks down, the melt. Melt is fantastic. I mean, best sandwiches probably in a very large portion of Columbus.
0: Uh, I would say Thurman's Beats Out Melt, but not by much. You think so? I think
1: so. Oh, no, man. Those meatloaf, uh, the meatloaf sandwiches, like Mom's Home Cooked Meatloaf or whatever it is, it comes in, like, a seven-inch, like, tall sandwich that you can't actually humanly eat. Yeah. Like, unless you unhinge your jaw. Jo- it's the best. <laughs> Never get a half portion because, you know, yeah, you're going to go home yeah. and eat the rest
0: of it anyway, so right. just okay. be miserable. Well, moving on a little bit, uh, the winner, uh, the winner of the modern uh, classic—I don't recall. I saw a lot of,
1: uh, oh god, what's that? Uh, the jund cancer deck—the one that plays uh, all the stuff that makes you look at the top mill, lantern control. Lantern.
0: Oh yeah, lantern won that event.
1: That deck yep. was everywhere, yep. all over the top tables. Like, thank god I managed to dodge that thing like all the way through. But I mean, like, Actually, there was
0: lantern did not win that event. I'm pretty sure.
1: I don't remember what won it, but I kid you not. Like all, there were a bunch of different versions of Lantern Control. There were multiple Esper versions, and then there were multiple of the Jun versions. The Esper versions were splashing for the uh, um, sort of the meat combo. Okay, that makes sense. Which reminds me, I need to buy get, uh, gifts. I'm giving those foils are insane now. They're like forty dollars, <laughs> like maybe still. I need to look that up. I don't even know what they are anymore. I know the front of the vaults were like twenty a
0: little bit ago. I mean, they're pretty expensive. I mean... Uh, but in any case, uh, the Legacy Classic was won by Delver. Brooks is Delver. Yeah. And that's great. Beat Beetle beat in the finals. Uh, or no, I'm sorry, beat Belcher in the finals. Belcher's, Belcher? Belcher's uh, seen a bit of a resurgence. Yeah.
1: Nuh-uh. Yeah. Where's Belcher at? That's very true. Is it like traditional
0: Belcher? Yeah, just, just straight up burning much Belcher. Oh. L- nothing really special about it. I need
1: to pick up some Lion's Eye Diamonds again.
0: If you say so. Uh... <laughs>
1: Well, with all these cards that they're reprinting, Eternal Masters for Storm, why not? That's true. Storm Belcher.
0: I mean, okay. So the the winner. Oh, it's funny. So the, the Star City Games Classic event the, in Modern was won by Bushwagger Zoo in the hands of Charles Portis, who's the guy that got banned for cheating the following week.
1: Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is this the zoo player I lost to?
0: I don't know. He got he 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 cheated by shuffle cheating.
1: Oh my god! I need to ask Nick if I played this guy. You can check your you can check on your, your Planeswalker profile. I don't have a Planeswalker profile.
0: You absolutely do. You just need to find it.
1: Oh no! Wait a minute. This was this was the Burn Slash Zoo deck. I think I lost to
0: the Atarkas Command, uh, Burning Tree Emissary, Reckless Bushwhacker, devastating summons. I know here. for a
1: fact that I drew fifteen lands out of my deck. In one game. Oh, now I'm sli- slightly, like, halfway tilted. <laughs> oh, man, now I need to, like, figure out how to find this. Uh, I will like, help
0: you find it later.
1: So wait, what did, he, what did he
0: get banned for? He got banned for shuffle cheating. Oh, that's even worse. He got DQ'd from Star City Games, uh, and I believe is undergoing what's the, um, the, the trial thing that Wizards ghost Coast does review right now. Didn't someone else
1: just get ripped apart, too, for uh, cheating on camera that just got caught? Someone yeah. that's done it before?
0: This guy. Oh, okay. It was this guy. He, he got caught. He got he cheated a while ago, too. Can we find a picture of this guy? I'm going to... If you want. Charles...
1: <laughs> Charles... Port-
0: we're not here to start a witch hunt, though. We're here, mean, to talk, we're,
1: here, we're here to talk about magic. I mean, in retrospect, though, we did recently have a witch hunt over a... uh What is it? A stolen uh, commander deck and a couple other things. And that witch hunt actually went places. Oh, sure did. It was so beautiful. Never have I had more fun in my life. Fun fact, like if, if you're an actual thief in magic, you have no idea what you have in store for you as soon as someone, uh, what is it, finds that you're trying to turn in stolen, uh, material. Especially if you're trying to turn in, like, stolen material for cash within the same area that you steal it. Even worse is when you're really stupid and you decide it's a really good idea to take the stuff that you stole to the shop of an employee who works there.
0: So the the story is one of our good friends um, had his collection stolen from him from him in, from his car while at parked at a shopping mall. And then those thieves decided to peddle or attempt to sell their stolen goods at comic stores in this area, the first one being the the, the store that our friend worked at. eventually tracked down the thieves, uh via witch hunt.
1: Via Facebook witch hunt. More like resourceful communication. You told me not to make it a witch hunt, and I wanted everything in the world to make it a witch hunt. Oh, We're, my we're, God. we're, not,
0: we're not here to uh, be destructive. Although... But the point is, it ended well. Right. We recovered all of our friends' goods, uh, and the people responsible are now heavily fined, or and or behind bars. I'm, I'm not sure how the, that investigation turned out. They already had a warrant out in a different county, I guess. Or something like that. Okay, sure. Yeah. And that—that's where basically Cody was going with that story in general. But so that's—that's that's what happened at SCG Columbus, and since then there have been like SSG and a few other events. But we're not going to touch on that too much because we didn't really plan them. And we're here to talk about, you know, about legacy and modern, or legacy and vintage, rather, and more important things like Eternal Magic.
1: Yeah. Um, and
0: finance. Right. Um, just real I'm- quick, we want to go ahead and touch on the people who won the two modern GP's this past weekend. So Grand Prix LA. Was won by Murfolk, and Grand Prix Charlotte was won by Adnazian. So, you know, linear decks, woohoo, I guess. Right. Although, to be fair, uh, Modern in general seems a little bit healthier than it, it used to be. There's like a, a true control deck kind of in the format now with Blue eye Red Nahiri. I miss all Drowsy though. No you don't. Yes I do. No you don't.
1: It's <laughs> are still fun.
0: Uh, Blue Eyed Nahiri, so Nahiri the Harbinger is the the new Walk on the block. People are kind of trying to fit her into shells in modern in general, and Peter Ingram won Tarzan Games in Indianapolis with Blue-Eyed Red and Nihiri Control. Uh, and, like, the deck, it, the card does a lot for what Blue-Eyed Red was kind of missing, like a fast kill. And I played the deck at a GBT this past weekend, and it did not go well for me. But it was my first foray into modern in a very long time, and it was only four buys for Grand Prix Columbus, so I wasn't all that invested in it. The deck was great. But I had, ran into a few unlucky matchups and kind of died. You look perturbed. I just wa- started to think about, like, I just saw that,
1: uh, what is it, for the championship for Legacy for uh, the mocks
0: or whatever it is, uh, show and tell was both first and second. So, the M- MSCS championship is really, really hard to kind of gauge because it's an 11-player tournament.
1: Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I started to go down through the actual cards that are seeing reprints now in Eternal Masters, and I stopped, and I had to think about whether or not I think Moth, uh,
0: Lotus Petal will see a reprint. Uh, we will discuss that when we talk about potential reprints.
1: Yeah, I know. It was just like a sub-thought. Okay, as soon sure. as I saw it, I was like, four Lotus Petal, I must be like, Man! We I mean, may <laughs> as well just reprint Storm. Like, the whole deck. Let's,
0: let's add a couple duels in there. I mean, we can't do that. We'll, 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 we'll talk about it here in a second. So, oh. um, as we kind of touched on before, Grand, Grand Prix Columbus is coming up real quickly. Um, and it's going to be a great time. Uh, for those that are coming to Columbus from out of state it's a great city Uh, our convention center is fantastic for events like this and it'll just be it'll be a really good time to play some Eternal Magic and I'm really really looking forward to to this GP I've been preparing like for the past year and a half for it honestly and I think that my testing group and I have gotten onto some very good ideas
1: if you don't get it on camera, I'm gonna be upset. <laughs> we'll I mean, see. Granted, I will most likely be asleep because I think it's like a 14 hour time difference.
0: Right. Uh, for those who have missed a few of our episodes, they don't know this, but Cody will not be attending the Grand Prix. He will be going to Japan for a trip to spend some time with his wife. Well, we plan Doris. on going
1: for a while. But, yeah, the worst part is that I speak zero Japanese. So it's, got, it's going to be an adventure for me. It'll be a great time. Right. But thank God that Magic Shop owners, most of them speak English.
0: Right. So so a, a sub-thought for, for Cody here is that he's going to be buying as much uh, EMA as he possibly can. Yeah, and I'm going to have to ship it, and I'm going to have to figure out. Because it's going to look... Uh, I can't actually take, like,
1: multiple cases and a backpack. I mean, you can pay the extra for
0: that to carry on.
1: I mean... Right, but customs will like stop you like for
0: like trying to move like stuff. Right? No, they won't. You don't think so? I'm positive. Are you sure? I am absolutely positive. I've talked to you about this numerous times.
1: Oh man, but what about like ten cases? Yeah, if, as long as you have money, they won't care. Oh man, but then what if my luggage gets stolen? Then I'm really boned.
0: Yes, then you are really boned. Yeah, that it's is, just safer to ship. It's just safer to ship it. Sure. Um, but so this GP is coming up. Um. And I'm gonna go ahead and lend myself out there as, for anyone who has really big questions about Legacy in general, cause I know Legacy GPs aren't the most, like, prolific events for a lot of people, because they, you know, they're, they're legacy. it's not a format that people play very often. But it's the only format that I really play on any consistent basis, so I will happily answer any questions if people need them, or if, if people need to ask any, and help them, like, coach them through the format if necessary as well.
1: When was the last, like, relevant,
0: uh, Legacy Grand Prix? Uh, Grand Prix, uh, Lille was in Europe And then before that it was Grand Prix New Jersey
1: Oh, okay Which,
0: yeah, we both played in New Jersey I didn't play in Lille, though Yeah, we didn't go to Europe I mean, I don't see why not Uh, It's a possibility that next Year, I'll be skipping the North American GP and going to Europe for the Legacy GP there
1: Yeah, you wanna go? You wanna make it a road trip?
0: Through the Atlantic Ocean?
1: Yeah Dude, we'll just fly over, we'll make a stop in Amsterdam for like, solid two days. Okay. And then we'll go to the Grand Prix.
0: I'm not, we don't know where it is yet, but possibly. We'll talk about it. What if it's it. in Amsterdam? That'd be fantastic. Oh my
1: god, what if it's in Amsterdam, man? <laughs> Everything!
0: Um, but, so, this, this, this Grand Prix is going to be the biggest, like, eternal event of the year. But, I mean, that's is, not true. What do you mean?
1: The biggest eternal event of the year?
0: Yeah.
1: Eternal Weekend's coming to
0: Columbus! Right, right. <laughs> I said there was a butt there. <laughs> yes. so Eternal Weekend just got announced. Uh It's going to be in Columbus October 12th, I want to say. I would double check that. Doesn't matter. I'll quit work if they won't let me off for it. Let's see. Car Titan Eternal Weekend. October 27th is when it starts and it ends on October 30th. So the Vintage Championships will be that Friday. The this, Legacy this Champions, Championships will be that Saturday. And then both of the topics will be aired on Sunday. So what's your plan? What's your plan for the vintage? Uh, I'm not positive yet, but I'm more than likely gonna be playing some sort of mentor deck. Do you think, do you think Gush is gonna get hit? Before then, absolutely not. Oh man, I don't know. I, 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 I definitely think I'll be playing some sort of Gush deck. That goes without a question. Whether it uses mentor or thing in the ice is uh, a different conversation.
1: Oh man, have we, have we casted since they made the big change? Yeah, we did. We did a cast after the ban-ins. Yes. Yeah, and all the big money shops. So, no, so
0: so essentially, you're playing either Gush or you're losing, is the kind of cathartic uh, reasoning that a lot of people are saying. That's not necessarily true. It's
1: the, percent, the math is starting to show, though, for Oath decks, like how well Oath has been doing within the top last couple decks. I think, what is it, one of the most recent vintage tournaments that they actually had, like 60% of the meta or something like that, was actually... Uh, um, like, Gush, Gush Mentor decks, either that or, uh, Fastbond Gush decks or the other. I mean, the format's changing in
0: a very weird direction. Yeah, which it's it's kind of, like, what we, we touched on a little bit in our last cast, like, people don't have shops decks that are very kind of man restrictive as much anymore. That doesn't mean they don't exist because the lockies are still there, but it's just very hard
1: for like these very awkward because they a lot of them have just shifted like these really awkward affinity decks, sure that are playing shops, sure or like thorns
0: and stuff like that. I mean, which is fine, but then you ha- you can't punish them because now there are these greedy greedy blue decks that exist in the format, right? Like gush, gush is now very very busted, and it's starting to look like the format. That existed before, when Gush was originally restricted. Gush what, what, isn't on the reserve list. It's also very, very cheap. Gush foils aren't. They're like $20. They're not that expensive.
1: Yeah, they are! I want to TCG that right now. Okay. Do you want to think about that? Uh, uh, no, I'm going to pass. Come on.
0: I'm not a betting man.
1: Betting on Magic is fun. Just not when you're in an actual tournament. You're d- Never actually say that. That you're in a tournament.
0: Yeah, okay. Anyway. So, Channel Weekend is happening. Also in Columbus. So... Overall, if you are interested in in Eternal Magic, and, you know, you would be if you're listening to this podcast, Columbus is the place to be. It'll be a great time. Uh, next up, we wanna go ahead and plug our, like I said, we, we, our, our our local store is playing, is planning to support a lot more Legacy overall. And the Comic Town Legacy Expo, it's a 1k, and the winners of it, I believe the top two, get invites to the Comic Town Classic, which is essentially their, version of the Star City Games Tour. So it'll be a great time. I will definitely be competing. Uh For those that... If, if this cast also goes out before this weekend... Okay, sure, you were right. I called it. $20. Okay. Uh, if this cast goes out before this upcoming weekend, there's also a Grand Prix trial for J.P. Columbus. The last one, this upcoming Sunday. Also at Comic Town, so I, I mean, recommend you be there.
1: Oh my god, I'm going to play it and take the bias from someone.
0: If, if you do that to me, I will literally punch you. <laughs> oh, that almost seems worth it. I, I don't. People don't realize this, but uh, I've been working exceedingly hard for buys for this tournament. More so than I think than anybody else, really. I mean, do you really need
1: buys though? I mean, making day two without buys isn't that hard.
0: I know, but
1: buys are fantastic. It's just really hard. Like, if you don't have buys, sometimes you just have to play against these really trashy decks that you don't have sideboard when I, when for. I, when
0: it. I when I don't have buys, yeah, right. That's the point. So if I don't if I do have the buys, I don't have to worry about nonsense. I can play very greedy sideboards. Like Burn. I'm worried about Burn, no matter what. I mean, god, I hate Burn. I hate I Burn, think, I hate Infect. I actually just hate aggro decks.
1: Like, I think I'm very, like, hateful towards, like, anyone that just likes to turn things sideways. I mean, I play I play Eldrazi in Legacy, though. Is that kind of... is that that's
0: That not, is an aggro deck, yes.
1: I mean, it's kind of an aggro it deck. It is
0: absolutely an aggro
1: deck. It, it, it's a, uh, I like to call it, like, a, uh... You, a turn, deck. you
0: turn dudes sideways.
1: I mean, sometimes. Sometimes you get to turn uh, Endbringers like, sideways multiple times, but then you're playing this really cool control deck, right?
0: All right, enough of that. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and let people know that they should definitely check out the comments on Legacy events because thankfully the store is doing a lot more for my favorite format. I mean, yeah. I like Legacy. Legacy is great. I mean, we need to have more, though. Like... I mean, I don't disagree with you. I love If they could it. just, like,
1: designate a day for Legacy,
0: right? I think that would be fine. Yeah. Okay, but here's the deal. Um, it's not proxy. It's not playtest card. It's I mean, which is boy great. Sanction. Right. They can't do that on a regular basis.
1: Well, I think they stopped. Like, they don't actually hold playtest side events anymore. Correct.
0: Period. Right, right,
1: because of that whole... of. Thing a couple months ago regarding play, test, uh, proxies, Proxy yeah. we Proxy we, 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 we touched on it. Yeah, that's right.
0: We did touch on it. But the point is, please come out and support Comic Town uh, and come play Legacy. It's it's a great time. Finally, well, I guess second to last, because uh, there's going to be kind of a longer segment of the cast that we'll go into. But we want to we want to continue our series for the last time. I know we only touched on one deck last time, which was Delver. And it was kind of like a, an overview of the archetype and different archetypes and the strength and weaknesses of each of them. Today we're going to talk about what people think is like the best deck in Legacy, Miracles.
1: I mean, of course you have a very biased opinion, but yeah, Miracles is probably the best deck in Legacy right now.
0: I actually don't think it honestly is. I mean... But I will go into why in a second. Uh, so, Andrea Magucci, writer for Turner Fireball, kind of said the same thing. Like, he said that Miracles is the best deck in Legacy, uh, and people were kind of like, oh, it's your band top, blah blah blah, whatever.
1: Watching the Miracles Miramatsu on camera... Actually, gives
0: people cancer though. It's the best time ever, I know what we're talking about. We're, it is we're, we're
1: it's like watching chess, except everyone just, is, you're allowed to actually move your chess pieces back. <laughs> that's what, that's actually what it's like. Like, I don't know if anyone on the cat, like, that actually listens to the cast, like, knows anything about chess, but if, like, you can move your pawns, like, you know what I mean? Like, just back and just, people just keep moving their pawns back and forth. Like, they're, they're little, like, they're little shitty guys, right?
0: The little dudes. I mean, I would, I would compare it to chess as well, but I would compare it to grandmaster level chess. If you're looking at two very skilled miracles pilots playing the mirror against one another, it is a beautiful thing. And I'm going to continuously defend that. So here's, so the things we want to talk about first are, what is miracles? And, I guess, the different kinds of miracles, and why the deck is good, why the deck is bad, and why I don't personally, I think it's personally, it's not the best deck in the league. So, before we start, uh, Cody, what do you think of the deck? Does it be as but. Just be as honest as possible.
1: So, Miracles was actually my first legacy deck that I ever picked up. Um, the deck itself is probably one of the better... It's probably the best mid-range deck out of any other legacy deck that's currently out right now. It's more of like a now, mid-range
0: control deck. Now, explain why you you, you uh kind of... You, you said mid-range. That's not something that people hear very often in regards to a deck like this. What so, do you mean by
1: that? Usually in the colors of blue-white, you think of other decks like uh, Stoneblade. Which Stoneblade, depending on what version you're playing, you're playing on a similar axis, which in a sense that you're trying to resolve one threat and then just ride that threat, riding counterspells and stuff like that to the end. Which you're kind of playing a sure. control game. But uh, with like Miracles, on the other hand, um, because of how Sensei's Divining Top allows you to essentially always have better top decks than your opponent, like when you're both completely out of resources, Sensei's Divining Top 99% of the time ends up being the reason why a deck that's in blue white ends up coming out on top because sure. it just always has better card selection for okay. what it's drawing.
0: Now that 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 makes sense. So why do you why do you say mid range though? Because that's a kind of a curious thing. There aren't many creatures in the deck. Um. So the reason why I kind of like
1: feel that miracles can be a mid range deck. Is because it doesn't really do anything in the early game besides try to set its foothold with like top, counterbalance, try to keep your opponent back with uh counter spells and snapcaster mages. Until eventually you can resolve either a mentor with the top end play and just start gaining like incremental tokens and card advantage. Okay. Um, until you can just kill them. Um but or sometimes pace like or something. Right. But it can also go on a completely different axis of uh, just drop a Mentor on turn 3 when you know your opponent can't respond to it and then just start
0: going off. Okay, so you saying that Miracles can be a mid-range deck if it wanted to? Is that that what you mean? Right. I mean, it's more of a control
1: deck, and I agree. But, I mean, you have other decks like, uh, what is it, like Lands. Like, I don't even know what you would actually consider Lands.
0: Lands I I consider a combo control deck. Okay. So, the... I, I I kind of disagree with you a little bit though because I don't think that you can say you can call it being mid range. I think it it can flip it can turn it can uh, turn the corner, kind of a little more easily than a traditional blue or red deck could, like a blue or red, like stone blade deck like you said before, right? Or like uh, just a blue or red control deck that doesn't involve top. which is essentially why no other blue or red control decks exist because the top is so polarizing. As you said, it kind of makes your it filters your top decks better to be the, better than your opponent's ninety five percent of the time, right? And I think, I think it's important to note that the, that the ability to turn the corner and win the game on the spot with cards like Mentor and Treat the Angels, uh, multiple Jason My Sculptor activation, you can't really call that a mid-range concept though because it's not reutilizing, it's not gaining incremental advantage. Like, it, it, it it sets up early on with like Countertop or just top in general and trades for you one for one every time. But it's, it's really hard to justify that being called a mid-range deck because you're not casting things in your own turn. You're not trying to add like, it's not like blue Eyed red versus sorry blue red miracles versus is not like a Stoneblade deck. Miracles has also changed quite a bit
1: from what I used to play as miracles, right? Right. Because when miracles was first released, it was this enchantment toolbox deck that just happened to run Sensei's dividing top, terminus, counterbalance, all that stuff.
0: Right. Okay. Then, that that I can kind of see a little bit more towards the mid range aspect of it. Right. But nowadays, it's as if I shifted more towards the hard control. Route overall. Um, And have you had experiences? Like, you you said that you. It was your first deck that you played. Why did you stop playing it?
1: So, the thing about Miracles is is that sometimes you just can't close out games, like, very quickly. Like, sometimes you just. You have everything you need to be able to control the game, but sometimes you just don't draw your pieces, no matter how many top activations and actual fetches you do to reset the top of your deck. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes you just don't draw. A kill condition, sure. and it takes her. You can. It's fine to lock your opponent out of the game. That was actually
0: the, the the main problem with miracles before, like Grand Prix Paris and the Ponder Revolution. Right. That's what. That's what that whole stick was about.
1: Right. With also being able to shuffle and everything else from the Ponders and whatnot as well, which is fine. Um, but like, even though as a control, a lot of the decks that I play are mostly control, which is fine. it's either control or somewhat mid range, I don't play aggro really hardly whatsoever. Right. Besides Eldrazi, and that's my most recent fling that I've decided to play with in Legacy. But I mean, because even usually otherwise, besides like Stoneblade, which I stopped playing because the actual matchup for Stoneblade against Miracles and Lands is the most asinine, horrific again. thing you'll ever live through mm-hmm. in your entire life. Like, it is actually miserable. Which, I mean, that's one thing that I actually just don't like about Miracles sometimes. Is it's, after it gets set up it's almost impossible to have an opening to be actually able to beat it. Sure. Which is fine. But, I mean, that's what a control deck is supposed to do. But, I mean, it's the repetitive motion of, I'm going to top, I'm going to top, I'm going to top, I'm going to top. Which, as long as you're good with top is fine, but it's when you get the experience, the inexperienced players, that actually just make you want to kill yourself. Where they'll sit there for two minutes looking at the same three cards, like, putting them back in different orders. It's like... Full of love of Christ, please actually make a play before I just shoot myself and you get the auto win. <laughs> because, like, nothing's actually worse than when your opponent doesn't have the card that they need on top and they're sitting there shuffling, like, trying to figure out, like, what in the world that they want to put on top to try to, like, deal right. with what it is that you're doing. Like, which is why I kind of like Delver, because Days and whatnot stops them from being able to get that early game hold on you mm-hmm. before you can just aggro them out.
0: Right. Which,
1: and that that's that's a that's a fun perspective to have. Which thank God days reprint. <laughs> Jesus, I did not want to pay a hundred dollars a foil for those. Right. They, the new ones they don't look daisy. They
0: don't. They they, really don't.
1: they look like a blue Thoughtseize.
0: I can kind of see that
1: comparison actually. Yeah. The original um, days though art though. I mean, let's be honest with ourselves here. Do you prefer the new art or do you prefer the old art? Old easily. I feel like I'm in the same trip as well. But yeah, I also don't be. want to pay a hundred dollars for a foil. But, like, straight up stoner dude days. Like, that guy right. is blazed out of his mind. Sure.
0: Yeah, we'll go into a little bit more about reprints in a second, too. Um, but, so, Miracles is, like, my primary deck in Lighting see for the past, like, four years, give or take. Um, you've probably heard a little bit of my history already, but essentially at this point in time, I play Predict Miracles, which is one of the variants that we'll, we'll talk a little bit about. You could almost call it predictable miracles. I do call it predictable miracles. But just... It is very predictable. Um, but, so, there, there, are, there are two different kind of camps of miracles. Those that play four ponder and those that play legend. They're two different ideologies. So four ponder, the nuts and bolts of it really is it sacrifices the power level of legends does for consistency. So it lowers the curve overall and plays like more of more redundant cards, like more Snapcasters, less Fencers. So that
1: version doesn't run your uh, Vendillion clicks and whatnot than most Miracles decks run before. Correct. Uh,
0: some still do, but for the most part, Vindilion click has been relegated to a cyborg card when it comes to four-ponder con- Miracles. So, what do you think is actually stronger, the Legends version? Well, against- l- let me let me finish my my breakdown. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, but so and Legends like kind of plays like Caracas, Cavern of Souls, Vencer. Vinod and Click. It was popularized by set Le- for the past couple of years. Um, but those were kind of the two, the two camps, but before then, before like ponder became a thing, Miracles was more of a mid-range-esque kind of deck. Like it played one or two ponders and like just played the powerful cards like Counterbalance top. We're talking like Grand Prix Paris 2012 was when it started adding more ponders and becoming more redundant. Uh, uh, before then it was mostly the the Legends build and just regular blah Miracles. Now, it's those two kind of duking out for the best Miracles deck, and now there's kind of offshoots of different ones. Like, there's Hybrid, which plays Ponder's and also some Legends. There's Nahiri Miracles, that plays Nahiri as a win condition. And there's my personal favorite, which is uh, I believe to be an evolution of what Ponder is, and it's called Predictable Miracles. So, it streamlines even more of that consistency and it gives you a card of energy engine that's very powerful if your deck is consistent. So, predict. Now, you asked me wh- what I think is better. Well, what I was going to ask
1: you is, what do you think is actually better against uh, Combo? The uh, Legends version, which you gain Vendillion Click um, and the Caracas, which allows, like, recursion and whatnot. But uh, compared to the predictable Ponder version, which doesn't necessarily seem like it has as much, like...
0: Um reaction. So here's the thing. Uh the Legends version has more permanent based disruption, so like you said, Villain Click, Crocus, that kind of that interaction. But that is a lot of mana. Whereas Predictable has a lot of spells. So you'll see two to three fluster swarms, three to four relevantal slash pyroblasts, uh two, three or four counter spells, like actual counter spell. And also some copy some number of Villain clicks possibly in the sideboard in the main deck. You just don't have that Caracas there. Okay. to kind of facilitate that specific interaction, nor do you really need it. Like, I think, uh, overall I think Predictable has a more has, has a better game against faster combo. So, like, show and tell, reanimator, uh, I guess you could put Burn in that slot as well. Whereas I think, uh, traditionally like, for, uh, I'm sorry tradi- uh, Legends of Miracles is better often, like, more mid-range-esque strategies, like against Shardless Bug, so on and so forth. Like, the Mirror, for example, traditionally, Legends was always very good against Four Ponder because it was more powerful. Right. Like, it had access to Cavern and Crocus to be able to just not care about Countertop or whatever. Um, but recently, people have, uh, I'm sorry, let me, I lost my train of thought, but, so that, that's basically a Miracles in a nutshell. It's a deck that establishes Countertop, so Counterbalance, uh, is an Entertainment, Blue Blue, that when it, Opponent who casts a spell, reveal a top card of your library. If it's if the same man, convert mana cost applies, counter that spell, and that it facilitates the combo with Senses Divine Top. That lets you tap mana to change the top three cards of your library at any time, or tap it to draw a card and put top back at top of your library. So if you counter countertop in play, you can essentially counter every one drop in the game for free. And if you manipulate the top three of your library, you should have twos, threes, fours, fives, possible and possibly sixes also covered, depending on our engine and that. Uh the another, the other aspect of the deck is the miracle aspect, so terminus, one mana, instant speed wrath effect, essentially, with countertop, with with counterbal with uh sensitive advantage top, or entreat the angels, which is the win condition, so instant speed angels if a number of four fours. Um But yeah, so that's that's basically like the breakdown of different archetypes. Are there any questions that you had regarding any of them so far? No. I mean
1: Miracles has like a couple different cards that it changes in between them, but then it also has like it has a couple different finisher- finishers. Like there are some versions that run the mentor package, which I actually think is just better than the Stoneforge option. Okay. forge. Stoneforge- I've said it before, Stoneforce just doesn't seem as good as what it used to be anyway. So here,
0: here here's the so some like I said, some versions of Miracles play S si- Mystic on the sideboard. Like I've been an advocate of that before. Um, and I still kind of am. I wish I could. But Mentor is just a more powerful card in general, whereas Silver Mystic is better tempo and more defensive. So it gives you back life life faster, but Mentor kills a lot, lot faster overall. Uh and then there's also treat the angels like I said before, and like some people are trying out Nahiri. Which I personally think to be a little too clunky, but that's not the point of this discussion at all. But the way it wins is late game, something. So late game Jace, late game Entry the Angels, and late game Mentor plus top or second top. Do you think there could be
1: like a Nahiri Thopter Sword deck in modern? Yes. Like it does seem
0: awful. It's not bad. Uh, but I actually have ideas that I'll get to discussing with you after this. Are cast. you going to build it? I may have already built it. Um, but we will talk about it later. So modern's not cancer, right? Not, not for myself. It is for a friend of mine.
1: Ah, what the hell, man! Come on, get uh, in the modern game, I am baby. Not
0: playing modern for a little while. I'm gonna I'm gonna focus on this grand prix, but and with that after the grand prix? We'll see. But so let, so just real quick, miracles is you know a control deck, and people call, call it the best deck in Legacy because it's able to do all these things. It's able to win quickly within one or two turns, while also controlling the board to stay up until then.
1: It also has the best top decks that it can possibly have due to its package. Correct. Its spell package. Correct.
0: Um, but here's the thing. If you look at the metagame breakdown, how good is Counterbalance right now compared to how it has been? It's still strong,
1: but I mean, look at some of the legacy lists that have actually been doing well recently. Because it seems like Delver's making a resurgence.
0: Um, lands. So the top decks right now, Lands, Death and Taxes, Shardless Bug, Eldrazi, Miracles, and Fast combo. So Reanimator, Storm... Etc.
1: I mean, as long as you don't, your opponent doesn't get like a crazy fast start, which sometimes you can just Terminus them and that's the end of it anyways. Like against like, uh, Eldrazi, like if they don't have seven mana up and an eye, a single Terminus can just be a
0: complete blowout. No, because they don't play in Terminus that easily. Here's the thing, so, uh, I'm talking about the card Counterbalance specifically. I mean, it just seems okay right now. Right. So when you take away the linchpin of the deck, it weakens it significantly. It weakens its standing specific Significantly. If you play Miracles against any of those decks, if we're t- assuming equal level of play skill, the Miracles opponent, the Miracles player is not favored. So like, Belcher. Easily.
1: God, I wanna play that deck again.
0: I mean, it, it, it's, I don't think Miracles is the best deck in Legacy right now. I think that title belongs to Darklands. Uh, because I think Darklands has a better face-to-face matchup against everything else. As opposed to Miracles. Miracles against Odrazi, as we are aware, is very much just it's very heavily in favor of Eldrazi, but it can be fixed by type play. Right. It requires extremely type play, and it's not easy. And you see in every
1: single one of your Godforsaken forsaken uh, path to exiles, you mean source levers. Yeah, same thing almost, except I play basic lands, not.
0: Right, but the the, the point is, I, I think the fire that people have been kind of talking about Miracle being the best second legacy is, is a little over overblown. Counterbalance is the worst it's been in many years. Uh, and some people are even shaving down to three. Like, it's not that good of a card. And you don't always need it. It's very easily beatable. Darklands, are they playing, uh, how many of Birth K are they usually playing in the main? Two to three. Okay. See, that's, a, that's another great example. Like, it, Counterbalance is really, really bad. If you look at the Medicare Breakdown I just gave you, Counterbalance is bad against three of those. Uh, I'm sorry, Counterbalance is only good against two of those. Right. Like, Fast Combo and Mirror. That's it.
1: It's not even that like great against fast combo unless,
0: like, you right. know it, it, that you have a land can, on top. Unless you can survive the f- early turns with, like, for, Force of Wolf, storm, etc. Right. Because you have to be able to stop their zero drops. It's Lotus petals, It's not even the zero pedals, it, it, drops there. that matter the most. It's, like... Canterbs? Can, it, 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 like, Canterbounce comes out on turn two. That is really slow. Very, very slow. And even then, it's not unbeatable. Like, Storm has infinite rubricades. And, and, and just kind of that sequence, It's it's... A lot easier to beat than people seem to realize. And if you don't believe that to be the case, it, that's just what Legacy is right now. It's, the Counterbalance is not good. It's fine, but it's not good. Right. It's the worst, it's been literally since Countertop has been imprint. And that is saying something. Do you think so? Oh, absolutely. Like
1: what, was there an actual, like, I don't even remember, was
0: there an actual, uh, Counterbalance deck before, uh, Miracles? Yes, it was like more, uh, Counterbalance, it was Countertop Tempo, so like, Countertop with Delver or er, er, with like Nimble Mangus and Tarmogluck and something like that. That's weird. Yeah, it wasn't. That it must was have like been a weird world. Yeah, but like once Terminus was printed, everything changed.
1: Okay, because like I played like extended and stuff like that before but, they changed it over to modern, and then just went right back to the Tron plane as soon as they moved. As Soon as uh, New Phyrexia came out.
0: Yep. that was. A but, but the, the point world. is, I don't think uh, that Miracles is as difficult to beat as people seem sort to of think it is. And you definitely should just get reps in against it, if you fear it that much. And I'll be happy to play against literally anybody, if you want to play against Miracles.
1: No, I don't want to play against Miracles, that deck is miserable to play against. Except for Delver. Like, Delver, I think, I I, I like Delver because it has Surgical Extraction and Cabal Therapy.
0: (laughs) I don't like one of those cards against me.
1: Dude, Surgical Extraction won so many games, it's unreal. I'm telling you, man, if they don't reprint uh, Surgical Extraction at Rare in uh, Eternal Masters 2, I'm going to be upset. I mean, I know they just reprinted it in uh, Modern Masters, but Surgical Extraction. the card's still good in Legacy.
0: It could see play. (laughs) It should see more play. Um, But also, just real quick, um, we're going to finish up on Miracles here in a second. Um, Yeah. What what are Miracles' good matchups, in your opinion?
1: So... I don't actually know
0: how it's Death and Taxes. So, uh, let's go over the the biggest ones, right? So, Miracles versus Death and Taxes, I think, is extremely pilot-dependent. And I think if we're assuming equal play skill, Death and Taxes has the advantage. I think so, too, because they cut off
1: your mana. Right. um, As well as uh, Thalia can make it very hard to get through some things. Right,
0: and it's not that that difficult to not play in a transfer.
1: Aether Vile gets around a lot, too. Right. Um, I I think the Eldrazi matchup is also miserable. It's not great. It also doesn't have a good lands
0: matchup. Um, just which because- is... Which... Well, let's let's touch on that a little bit, because a lot of people have said that Miracles versus Lands is heavily in Miracles' favor, but I think that changes a lot with Dark Lands. I mean,
1: Dark Lands has, like, the ability to be able Lands has always played Abrupt Decay, like, a lot of times on the sideboard... Sometimes, but um, it's never
0: like facilitated the true black splash before. Right, but it also runs crows and grip and stuff now. It's it's not even those cards that scare that improve the matchup the most. It's dark confidant.
1: Oh yeah, because you're running so many lands already. Yep. I mean, it just gives incremental card advantage, which is fine. It also it gives also
0: twenty twenty finisher. It also taxes our source of flashers.
1: Sometimes it almost forces you to go to the jace the mind sculptor route too. Correct, because like if you source the shares like two uh, two uh twenty twenties. It makes it very hard even for mentor to be able to uh
0: to play make that, that swing back around, yeah. It's not that difficult because mentor kills very, very quickly. Um, but yeah, so its land matchup isn't the best. Its a Charlotte's bug matchup uh depends on heavily on build. So if if you're playing traditional four ponder against Charlotte's bug, I would give that match to Charlotte's bug. If you're playing Legends versus Charlotte's bug, I would give that match to legends. If you play predict versus Charlotte's bug, I give it to Predict. And so on. It's it's very much dependent on matchup. You would think Charlotte's Bug would have a, actually a decent matchup against that? Yes and, and no. Pulse. And again, it, it's it's very pilot dependent. If it's a good miracles pilot with a good miracles deck, they will destroy the Bug player. Really? Yes. Huh. Barring a few unlucky him draws, probably. But yeah. Oh yeah. The card's rough. Um. And so draws matchup is, is quite terrible, but it can be made better depending on well skills. Is another involvement there, but like. You have Reality Smashers, you have I you have Warping Whale, you have all this dust, you have all these cards that are very good against miracles, incidentally. Your face the first time we played and you got all this dust, it was just like,
1: that's a card. I still beat you, son. I mean, yeah, you did. Just pointing that got out. Got rid of all the Reality Smashers. Scoreboard. Every godforsaken. <laughs> Every godforsaken sorts of plotters I've ever seen in my life.
0: I cast six against you, I believe, that game. Yeah, it was enough. It was um, enough to get there. But yeah, so... Uh, let's see, what else did I do want to cover? Uh, Storm versus Miracles. I believe, assuming equal play skill again, Storm is actually favored. I think Ant has a better matchup against
1: you than traditional Storm. Because sometimes traditional Storm, they run like the duress and whatnot in the sideboard. What are you referring to? Traditional Storm is Ant. I'm talking about, like, the Epic Storm. Oh, that's not me. traditional anymore. No one plays a deck. Oh, okay, never mind then. Yeah, no one plays a deck. I mean, I, but there are two very big differences between the Right, games. right, of course. Um, one is just all in on storming you out, and then the other one's rip your hand apart, and then I'm going to start tutoring for a whole bunch of different cards.
0: Right. Which they also play the Dark Petition now, right? Correct. Some do, some don't. You don't necessarily have to. Um, there's also other fast combo decks, like Sneak and Show is extremely favored against Miracle.
1: Extremely.
0: Because they can also play Red Blasts in their sideboard. Right. Um, and we don't put a clock on them very easily. And their show until targets are usually better than yours. Usually, yes. Yeah. Although yeah. I have, when testing Nahiri, I have put in an Ember cool in response to my opponent casting Show and until. That has happened. I I used to, uh, back when I first started playing Miracles, just for that
1: matchup, I had an, one of Emrakul on the sideboard.
0: That seems wrong, but okay,
1: I yeah. I only caught people off with it twice. <laughs> but oh my god, when they only have like four permanents in play and they put a Grizzlebrand in place, like... Your life is still not looking great right now.
0: Nope. But exactly. I mean,
1: that was like the old tech, the old hot tech between right back that card and what was it? Uh, what was the one that would exile when it came into play from Ravnica? The new Ravnica, to um. Ravnica. It was like some chick riding like a flying lion. Ah, oh, dude, when it when it dies, it exiles a card. It's like a
0: better Desolation Angel. I. Oh, uh, Ashen Rider. Yeah, yeah that yeah. card. Yeah, it's probably a little bit better than playing your Miracle, but no. Any, in, 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 in any case, like that's th- the point is, Miracles is one of the best decks in Legacy, but I don't think it is the best one. I think the one deck that has the most positive matchups across the field uh, is not Miracle.
1: What about what do you think of the uh, low matchup
0: against Miracles? Four For- color Yeah, four color is favored. Like, we're checking off metagames here, and every single one seems to be in favor of the other deck. I mean, pre-sideboard, yes. I mean, I don't know what sideboard... And uh, and sideboard changes a lot of stuff, right? Right. And like, so does player skill, and like, card choices, all that stuff goes into account, but I'm talking about like, archetype versus archetype here. Right. And I think in that case, if you look at it broadly, Miracles is not favored. And if I wasn't so apt at playing it, I probably wouldn't try to learn it for this, for this man free. I think there are better options for someone that isn't familiar with Legacy. Let you me
1: know, just borrow all my Delver pieces? It's foil.
0: Oh, no, I'm still playing Miracles because I think it's still great. Right. Because I put in the reps and the practice. I've been playing Magic Online Leagues constantly.
1: I, I I need to make a list of all the cards I'm lending out to friends for this freaking
0: event. You probably should, yeah. Yeah, I know, I'm lending out some duels. You should probably categorize your $1,000 uh, collection with thousands of another thousands dollars actually, but Anyway, that, I mean, that I've, I've got all that stuff on, like, a
1: spreadsheet, because I have to have, like... Because that's also something we should bring up, too. Like, if you don't have, like, your collection insured... But we can go into that once we get to the finance
0: yeah. section. And, uh, actually, that brings us to a wrap on the, 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 Mir- the Miracles discussion. The deck's cancer. It's always been cancer. The deck cancer. is fine. The deck is very beatable. Um, if you want to beat it, uh, cyborg cards that are really good against it are Red Blasts, Abrupt Decays uh, Your own Planeswalkers are very good against miracles They're difficult to answer
1: Occasionally, Surgical Extraction really good No, it's not
0: Sulfuric Vortex Vortex is Vortex oh, is great, yeah
1: oh, If they don't draw the uh, Pillar of
0: uh, What is it? Pyrocynid Pillar? I, I don't ever, know um, For a second, um, though, I thought you were about to say Pillar of Flame was No, that doesn't say, do Yeah,
1: man Gets rid of your uh, Snapcaster Mages Completely just exiles your uh, Oh shit, what's his name? Um, the tutu, the really good tutu. Master Roshi.
0: Oh, uh... Monastery <laughs> <Master> mentor. mentor. <laughs>
1: Jesus Christ.
0: Uh, for those that don't <laughs> know, I I use altered Monastery Mentors. Um, uh, my alters are Master Roshi. As far
1: as I'm concerned, it's Master Roshi. Like, anytime anyone plays, just feel like, Monastery Mentors, you like, you mean Master Roshi?
0: Yes, so it's Master Roshi, and, uh, the tokens are his students. So, they're all pretty cool. Um, but our, our final segment that we want to kind of go deeply in on is... Eternal Masters spoilers have come out. Uh Cody, please introduce to uh us what Eternal Masters is and why it matters. So basically, this is Wizards of the Coast cash
1: drab for everything that isn't on the reserve list, which is fine. Um it's what uh it's everything that what is it? The new CEO that took over was from Microsoft, right? Yes. Oh yeah, just make money off it. I'm actually surprised that they uh haven't attempted to uh charge us for DCI memberships yet. But anyways, going back to, like, reality for a minute. So Eternal Masters is basically... They are printing cards for both Legacy, Vintage, and Commander um, from all Spectrums. So the first two cards that we had spoiled were the Force of and Wasteland, of course, which everyone knew ahead of time. Right. Um, but today, spoilers have started, and they are dropping the big guns. What seems like first... Which, we can't even say for sure if these are going to be the biggest cards that they're going to be spoiling. So, what was the first... Let me bring up the spoilers list. That's um, already started here. Mm-hmm. So, the first card, ironically, that got spoiled was Days, which we've already talked about. Um, I'm not really a fan of the new art, but it's cheap foil Days. Mm-hmm. Also, it's not $4 regular Days anymore, right. which is fine. Um we have Chrome Mox at Mythic, which I still don't agree on.
0: Another thing people have to realize, though, is let's go back to Days a little bit. Days was also reprinted in the interest of Magic Online because Days is infinite dollars on there. I mean, that's another thing that we can actually start looking
1: on to figure out what's actually going to see reprints, is because they're also catering to MTGO,
0: right? It which is a big deal.
1: Um, Chrome Mox has been spoiled. Sneak Attack was spoiled, which thank God they're using the. Uh, the Judge Promo art, and that card looks really pretty foil. I don't know how it's going to look with the new foiling, but they do look really pretty foil. Um, Which, Sneak Attack as one of the red mythics, almost makes you have to assume that we're going to see Show and Tell as the third blue mythic, because Jace the Mind Sculptor
0: was correct? So, so because of that correlation, we assume that Sneak Attack, or, I'm sorry, Show and Tell within, within the last blue mythic, there's a case to be made that it could also be mana drain, but like that doesn't make much sense.
1: Right. Which has also been the talk that uh, the level one judges are going to be getting their mana drains at the end of the year. Which does it? Would it make sense? Yeah, you could completely reprint mana drain in the set and have it be okay.
0: Yes. I mean, like the the judge the judge program is independent of uh, reprints. Right. It's been er- reiterated many times by Star City Games.
1: It seems like they're dropping a lot of the mythics first. Um, to get people really hyped on pre orders. Right. Which is fine. Um, also Necropotence is one of the uh black mythics. Yep. In a draft format seems crazy. It's it's pretty good, yeah. Build it's... mono black zoo and win with a necropotence. Like it's just like playing Hearthstone. Except like it's like, <laughs> yeah, I'll pay one life and draw a card. It's almost a completely better zoo deck. God, that seems really good. Yeah. I mean, in Sealed, it's okay. Um, <laughs> Death Shaman's back. Um, oh, by the way, one of our uh, friends from our uh, group chat, there's no way in hell that Necropotence is coming back to Legacy. No way in hell you are yeah, out of your sorry, mind. sorry, buddy.
0: I mean... I, I, I know he was trolling me, but...
1: I would play Jund. I would legitimately play Jund. Play a Bloodbraid Elf. Wouldn't th- that? W- that's going to be the butternut cell. Like, you, mean, you-, you
0: understand that in this format... Dark Ritual is legal, correct?
1: Yeah. Why not? I mean, hey. I mean, turn one, like, necropones, go. Let's go, peasant. What I'm referring to is
0: Storm, if you were... Never mind, I'm not going into discussion right now.
1: Oh, yeah, Storm, when it can repeatedly just keep refilling its hand and... Yeah, let's not do that. I mean, I think that's fine. It seems fair. Nothing can break it. Yeah, I'm done. I can't even keep a straight face yeah, anymore. Yeah, no, 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 not happening. Um Bloodbraid Elf at uh, Uncommon. Mm-hmm. Seems insane. Like, can you imagine? Like, what kind of like crack? Like, you have to fill the rest of the set with to make Bloodbraid Elf like an uncommon. This set has to be insane. Like, what other uncommons do you take out of your pack besides a Bloodbraid
0: Elf? I can't think of many off the top of my head. I mean, I mean, the color. If you're drafting it though, the color restrictions are we have to keep in mind. I I'm totally okay with the uh, the Nimble the,
1: mongoose reprint in common. That's really good. Yeah. Oh, those foils were stupid money. Like $40. $40 for a original Nimble Mongoose foil. But I mean, no one really plays like Rug Delver anymore.
0: The deck's almost dead. It's not- the deck is still fine, I think. I mean, it hasn't put up results in a very long time. Right, but because everyone- Grixis is almost strictly better. How much is Gamble?
1: How much was Gamble before? Um Gamble's also on there, rare Goblin Charbelcher, which, let's just make one of the cheapest, funnest decks in Legacy. Oh god. Can you imagine how many goblin Charbelcher decks are going to be running around now? A lot. Lion's Eye Diamonds. Buy your Lion's Eye Diamonds now. Gamble's twenty. Like, yeah, so if Gamble's twenty dollars, I mean that's a twenty dollar well, rare. Sorry,
0: it was twenty. Uh it got bought out on his player for fifty.
1: Yeah, those people were dumb. Good job. It's
0: just on pre order. It's on pre-order for starts of the Games. For ten dollars. For ten dollars. Oh, I guess that's fine. Um so Jace, Jace is coming back. Jace the Mind Sculptor um, for the record.
1: Which I actually don't mind the new Bellerin font on Jace the Mind Sculptor. Like, it doesn't look awful. I mean, in Japanese, it's probably going to look awful. Because the Bellerin font in Japanese, I am not a fan of. I have not seen it personally, so I can't really tell. It's not great. Um, Toxic Deluge. We can actually have foils and vintage and legacy of Toxic Deluge. Which is great. Um, Sylvan Library, which is huge. Sylvan Library at Rare! At Rare! Yep. Like... Sylvan Library is all already very strong, but drafting Sylvan Library, you're essentially you have a Sensei's Divining Top that you can only activate during the beginning of your turn, which is fine. But if you just want to draw extra cards, it's very good. Um, also, like what are like the foils like normally like 150 dollars or something like? No, they're like 100 dollars. They're not that high. They're like 100 dollars probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only actual foil that's ever been printed was the Commander Arsenal, right? And then the most recent hot fire was a um, Manicrit, and with its uh, Judge foil art, which the Judge foils up until today were three hundred to three hundred fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. Which non foils will probably still still be around fifty to sixty dollars once they get uh, released. It's a Mythic. I wonder what the other Mythics for uh, artifact will be.
0: Not positive. I mean, it's mana drain and uh, that's it, right so far? No, oh, mana Chrome drain Mox. hasn't been shown
1: yet. It's Chrome. Mox. Oh, I'm sorry, Chrome Mox and Mana Crypt. Yeah. Sensei's Divining Top is, if they reprint it, it's got to be a rare. It doesn't make any sense to make it a mythic. But then again, they also make Chrome Mox. Rat right. mythic, so which knows? is an upgrade, right? Chrome uh, Mox everyone, was originally. It was originally a rare. I'm pretty positive. I want to say it was rare too. Yeah, it was a rare. Yeah. So, I mean, that one's rarity got upgraded, which seems weird because it's a $12 card, which is whatever. But, I mean, it actually seems like they're do- like actively trying to increase the number of Storm players, Belcher players. It looks like they're replanting a lot of things for Jund.
0: And, t- and uh, Shardless.
1: Shardless, yeah, which you're almost after this set is released and done. You'll be able to
0: make the entire deck boil. Yeah. If you wanted to. Which so is great. So, we were discussing a few um, potential spoilers, right? Like, so, we're, we're talking, like, for Imperial Recruiter. Um, so, so far, the only red mythic spoiled so far is Sneak Attack, correct? Sneak
1: Attack, and they
0: just uh, did Goblin Guide at Rare. At Rare. Oh, and there's also uh, Gamble at Rare as well.
1: Right, which, I think Imperial Recruiter is a fine mythic, because it's a tutor, it's played in a wide assortment of decks on Legacy, um... It's a hundred and eighty dollars. It's an obnoxious amount of money, and it's not in the reserve list. Well, it was only printed as a Judge foil, and then in Portal Three Kingdoms. Correct. Um, so with blue, there's a very high chance that our last mythic is either. I think it's either going to be. They might just leave Sneak Attack alone, which I not Sneak Attack uh, Show and Tell alone. Okay. Um, but I don't think they're they will reprint Mana Drain as a mythic in this set. I think it's I think it's going to end up being Show and Tell over um mana drain, even though like this would be the most ideal time to print, reprint mana drain. Sure. Like I actually think besides the judge reprints, this is the only actual time that it makes would make sense to reprint Mana Drain. I mean, they're not going to be doing a Las Vegas event for Eternal Masters, so it's not like they're
0: actually having like
1: this huge event where People it's Eternal already, Masters, yeah. everyone
0: lose your mind. You know what I mean? I mean, the, what's going to happen is the Grand Prix Columbus, the side events will be insane. Right. And then I'm gonna have to be fighting a whole bunch of people
1: that don't speak English to get my boxes and cases that I need to bring back to the states to capitalize on. Yep. Oh my god. Like, if these commons and uncommons are just insane, like it just makes more sense that instead of selling the boxes for four to five hundred dollars, like in US, to like, open them? <sighs> Maybe. I mean, it's all kind of, like, speculation at this point. Because, like I said, right now the only thing that they're actually dropping on spoilers is stuff that's worth really good money. Yep. But, like, um... It's only first day, so... Right. We're not
0: going to be pressed too much to find out more.
1: Which I actually think they're done with spoilers for the day. Because
0: it's been, like, two hours since Goblin Guide. Well, I mean, their spoilers come from different sources. My friend Mark is spoiling one until later today. Oh, what is it? For Spence Metric, He can't talk about it. Just message him. No. Yeah. That's not how this works. Yeah, let's find out. No, man.
1: Like, let's have it before he has it, but we're going to end up coming out after him anyway, so hey, there we are. No. Is it good? Is it worth a lot of money? I have no idea. Tell him MTG Finance. Why isn't Wizards of the Coast getting a hold of us? (laughs) Like, come on, like, give me mana. Like, no,
0: let me be able to spoiler and. The the nonsense that you've said on this cast, I sure hope Watsy's not listening. Oh my
1: god. If they reprint Imperial Seal, I will personally go running naked down the street.
0: All the more reason for them not to do so.
1: No, people want to see that. That's a legitimate thing. (laughs)
0: Like,
1: it would be great. It would just be like freshman year of college all over again. Just magic. Magic, alcohol, and just one hundred percent. Like Eternal Masters is for adults. Like this isn't your kitty set. Like that's almost the best part of it. Because children aren't gonna be able to afford this set. (laughs) Like you're gonna have like you're like you're gonna have like your casual like fifteen and sixteen year old like commander players that like bring in like their commander pre cons and then you're gonna have like people I mean, shrooms almost rebuilt. It's only going to cost me like eighteen hundred more dollars to like between sixteen hundred eighteen hundred more dollars. Frank needs to trade me back that uh, foil Japanese Academy rector.
0: He's not going to.
1: I'll, I'm going to end up having to buy it off him, like yes, one way or the you know. other. He wants one hundred twenty dollars for it for it, which I'm pretty sure I traded it to him at like one hundred ten or something
0: close. I mean, it's whatever. But I mean, well, in any case, um, were there any other spoilers that you want to talk about specifically? Um. <laughs> No,
1: I mean, it's all pretty out there right now, as yeah. far as like, um a we lot have, by of- By the foil. time this
0: cast is released, which will probably be later on today actually, i will have some time. Um we- it, It's really hard to tell on day one, you know, like they'll print money things and then not much else. Just garbage. Yeah.
1: Like, Dragonstorm. We mean could Comic see that Storm. again. No, Dragonstorm. Dragonstorm was a rare- Wasn't it? Possibly. And Modern Masters 1? Sure. I think it was. Dragonstorm. Look it up. That's a card. Called it.
0: Yep, it was a rare. Yeah, one of the best
1: rares. One of the best rares humanly possible to open from Modern Masters 1.
0: Wait, really? No. Okay. That I is I don't
1: complete know. sarcasm. I am not
0: familiar with it at all.
1: Although, if you drafted five-color dragons, it was a really bad deck.
0: It had nine mana to but cast like, this card. when people
1: just didn't want their Kamigawa dragons and just passed them, and you drew, like, the one of, like, Comet Storm, you're just like, yeah, Dragon Storm. Card's just the nut. Pay, like, nine mana to go tutor a 5-5 five five out of your deck. Sealed, that's hot. That's All right, super man. hot.
0: Alright. Actually, well, that is garbage. <laughs>
1: that's a full on blown mind.
0: Alright, well, Cody will be going to Japan, uh, for the week before the Grand Prix, correct? Right. But also, like, what was it? We were talking at lunch. What in God's name do they print in white? Yeah, that's a, that's a really big question. Like, what are the white, iconic, eternal cards? What are the mythics? Like, we can only think of, like, Stormforge Mystic and, like, Monastery mentor. Monastery mentor. That's not, they're not putting that out of it. They're not reprinting that card when it was just printed. They might! I mean, the card's like $20 and it it's is, a $50 foil. It is seeing a lot of play in internal formats. That is true. I mean, that's the only place it sees play. It hasn't it's seen there. play in modern yet. Mm-hmm. It should, but there's
1: like not enough cantrips for it.
0: There's not enough good cantrips.
1: Right. We me brainstorm. Or ponder. Let's let ponder back. Like, obviously Ancestral Visions wasn't good enough. So I mean, <laughs> we can let ponder back. Let's just give a Sensei's Divining Top back, too. Would you play? If Miracles was in Modern, would you play? I would, but I wouldn't be happy about it. How do you feel your Tron matchup is with Miracles? If I
0: have Monastery, Mentor, my deck, easy as high. Do you think so? Oh, absolutely. How
1: do you beat a turn 3 Karn? I mean, that's... That that, that card is insane. I almost want to play Karn in my sideboard for, uh... For Aldrazi, Oh my god! Can you imagine that being dropped on a counterbalance deck that doesn't have a response for it? You'd be like, uh... You're asking a lot, man.
0: You're asking a lot. Anyways, that brings our cast to a close. Um, we had a great time. If you have any questions, feel free to shoot us an email. Uh, or Twitter, or Facebook, or whatever. And now we'll be on Cast, so you can contact us via the messages on here as well. Right, and not just SoundCloud. Yes. Sorry, SoundCloud. Man,
1: was there, is there, like, a way that we can get the smaller, like, our other cast from before, like, yeah. downgraded? Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll And not it. have it sound like we're being drowned underneath of the a pool?
0: <laughs> Hopefully this one doesn't sound like that. I, I mean, will do my best to do so. And, we're uh, going
1: to get to the end of this thing, and it's going to sound like garbage. Like, that's one thing about, like, downgrading, like, sound quality. Yes. Yes, we're aware. But like, you can't actually hear my voice, like, as beautiful as it is. Like, that's miserable.
0: I I, I will decline to comment. Okay. Well, thank you guys for listening, um, and have a wonderful rest of your week, and look forward to talking more about Legacy. If you have any questions, like I said before, feel free to contact me, I will be happy to playtest or whatever you need. Tweet us, tweet our Twitters. Yes, all that stuff. Uh, I guess I'm at Hodge on Twitter, and you are at NapierMTG. Right. And yeah, have a great
1: one.